Online school oh, sucks. Online school sucks. sucks. This is what I've heard from every student I've talked to so far. I'm not sure there's a single student out there that would say otherwise at this point, and most are just waiting to be able to return to in-person classrooms. But what about our teachers? They're in unknown territory just like the rest of us, and high schools are one of the only millions of things affected by COVID-19 right now, so how do teachers feel about online teaching and COVID-19? Welcome to The Struggle is Real, Teachers 2020. Back in July, many teachers expressed their concerns about being forced back into the classroom. The New York Times reported that 77% of them were afraid for their health and angry that their only options were to either have no job or no health protection. And during this time, many students and teachers expressed their dislike of early online teaching methods, but that dislike was typically outweighed by the fear of contracting COVID-19. Then here in Idaho, the Boise School District did not even officially announce that schools would be online this fall until a week before the start of the school year. This gave teachers across the district one week to figure out how to conduct their classes in an online setting. We are now halfway through the first semester of the year, and I was fortunate enough to speak with a few of my high school teachers about their experiences with online teaching so far. I was able to talk to Rob Hinberg, an AP Calculus teacher at Timberline High School, and also be able to observe one of his classes. He teaches mainly juniors and seniors, and I was in his class last year, and one of the most defining things about his class was how he would spend at least the first 15 minutes of class talking to us about anything and everything. He was that typical teacher that everybody loves and also the kind of teacher that where his classroom was always open to come get help or just hang out and have fun, basically. There were many days where I'd go to get help and he'd be grading papers or helping others or just goofing off. And so while I was able to observe his class, I noticed that there was very little interaction between him and his students. Hindi was his typical self, but it was really hard to gauge people's reactions through a blank computer screen and a muted microphone. So after he taught his lesson, I asked him how his amount of time teaching and grading had changed. Here's his response. It's increased like almost exponentially. I'm probably working 30, I'm spending 30% more time on average per day than I did before. I mean, it's, there's been, there's been numerous times where I have left here, driven home, picked up my grandkids, got home, cooked dinner went straight back to the computer and at midnight turned the computer off and said enough is enough for today. High schools here in Boise don't typically start until around like 7.45 in the morning. And as Hindi said, there were days he wasn't done working till at least midnight. And Hindi wasn't the only one who said time was their biggest issue now. So it's not only setting it up, but then to videotape and, and I got pretty, I got pretty full fast but then you have to take all those videos and you have to upload them all and link them and it just it takes a while Um, so I'm definitely spending more time planning and prepping. That was Nalisha Johnson an accelerated and AP chem teacher at Timberline High School. She teaches sophomores juniors and seniors and she spends much more time preparing for lessons than she ever did before because she has to prepare the lesson grade the homework record each lab and answer any student questions in between. She's found that there's a great difference between helping her sophomores and her seniors. She said her AP students do all right, but then her younger kids need much more motivation to get stuff done, which has her putting more time into her lessons, as well as the time she spends helping students and making sure that they actually understand what's being taught. 
So both of those teachers I talked to were from the math and science departments, and both of them said that they spend a significant amount of time teaching and preparing more than they did before. And so after talking to them, I decided to see how some of the English department was affected by online teaching. I talked to Lori Roberts, an AP literature teacher, and she said that other than less connection with her students, her class hadn't actually changed all that much. Obviously, I'd like the world to be normal and I'd like to have students in the classroom, yeah. but seven weeks in, I feel kind of amazingly good about the fact that um, I feel like I am developing relationships with students. I feel like we're, it's not, again, it's not exactly the same, but I feel like my lesson planning is relatively comparable to what I do Mm -hmm. uh, normally. And attendance has been amazing. The amount of work that is not done is pretty much on par with a normal year so um again considering everything i i actually feel i feel like in my situation it's actually Mm -hmm. not been a terrible thing miss roberts lessons were mostly online to begin with and the hardest thing she's found is that getting students to interact with each other and her class requires a lot of discussion between students which she's found harder to facilitate in an online setting but what surprised me the most from all of these classes were student test scores. Honey, if I showed you the quiz scores comparison to what your guys' quiz scores were last year, I think you would like be going, oh my God. I mean, and because I'm doing that, especially especially like my sixth and seventh period, for some reason, I mean, on the last two quizzes, 90% of the kids were getting fives the first time. And I was like going, you got to be kidding me. So- accelerated kids their second test scores were i actually looked and compared to last year they did so much better really i was shocked (laughs) super shocked i was like what earlier this year another concern of parents teachers and students alike was the effectiveness of online learning a study done by the america's institute for research showed that students are more likely to struggle in an online setting than in a typical classroom setting I was one of the students here in Boise who saw the effects of online learning earlier this spring, and it's safe to say, in my experience, nothing was learned in those three remaining months of the school year. And this wasn't due to the fault of any of my teachers, it was due to the resources that were available to us. And many people predicted that student success and test scores would be lower this fall, but according to all the teachers I've talked to, student test scores are about the same or if not better than they were in a typical in-person classes. So it's hard to say if this is due to an online setting, the extra time teachers are putting into their work, and or the students' own capabilities. It could be all three, but in this case, it looks like online learning isn't as bad as it seems for high school students. So as I was concluding my interviews back in October, I asked how these teachers felt about the possibility of returning to in-person classes, and I learned at the time that The Boise School District had slowly been integrating kids back into the classroom since early September and that high school students would officially be back in school by around October 19th. And each teacher said that while they missed seeing their students in person, they were still really worried about the rise in COVID-19 cases and their own health. Here's Ms. Roberts' response to the rush of trying to return the world back to normal and not just into the classroom. I guess for me, here's the thing is I hear people saying, and these are sometimes people I really love and respect. I hear people saying stuff like, 
well, this is just too hard or I'm tired of this. And I'm like, those aren't reasons to come back. I mean, mm-hmm. we should come back if it's wise to come back. I mean, to me saying I'm tired of COVID would be like saying like, like I have a friend right now who has cancer. He doesn't get to just say, well, I'm tired of having cancer and not do yeah. chemo anymore. You don't just get to be tired mm-hmm. of it and move on. So I'm a little frustrated with what I feel like is the pressure to come back just because this is hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to downplay the other very real concerns like kids who are in unsafe homes or kids yeah. who don't have good technology. So having said all that, I'm a little anxious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, As she said, no matter how ready people are to return to normal, and I'm pretty sure everyone is ready to return to normal, it doesn't take away from the health risks that are still out there. These are serious times and there can be serious health risks for anyone involved in this. And nobody knows what schools are going to look like once the vaccine is out, but it's actually possible it won't be all that bad. In a study performed by the West Georgia University, they put teachers in an online setting where they had to create lesson plans, teach a virtual class, and do basically everything we're trying to do now. But after the full school year, the teachers were able to return to in-person classes. Each teacher came away hating the struggle of trying to figure out how to teach online. But through that struggle, they all discovered methods or issues within their own teaching styles, which they planned to fix and add to in their in-person classrooms. So after some time spent back in the classroom, each teacher said that they'd become better teachers after the experience and they saw improvements in their own classrooms. So while the struggle is real right now for both students and teachers, the struggle will not continue forever. And we could come out of this better than ever. So thank you for listening to The Struggle is Real, Teachers in 2020.